You're listening to Classic Movies Live on Heatwave Radio, the show where we talk about cars, and sometimes we talk about movies, new ones specifically, that just came out. Today, we're talking about Ford v. Ferrari, which hits every single one of those notes. Um, It's a historical movie, so spoilers throughout the entire thing, but uh, I think we do mark where it gets particularly spoilery, if that's important to you. Here's uh, Ford v. Ferrari. There's a lot of designing, testing, and trial runs behind every new innovation or new performance record. How do I know? My name's Carol Shelby, and performance is my business. Mr. Ford, Ferrari has a message for you, sir. What did he say? He said Ford makes ugly little cars in ugly factories. We're going to bury Ferrari at Le Mans. You're listening to Classic Movies Live on Heatwave Radio. And as you all know, we typically use this platform to talk about cars. So, Pierre, tell me about your favorite car. The fast one. It's nice. Good opinion. Good opinion. Thank you. Uh, Personally, I like the 2005 Chevy Impala. Now, this baby, it's curvy. Uh, like it's got cars. pretty good gas mileage. I'd say probably average. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the stereo system inside is average. Uh, and it's it's just, you turn that thing on, you turn that baby on, it purrs. Mm. Uh, not like, like a... Not like a good car, but like a pretty middle of the road. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like this This car is really unassuming, right? Mm. So, um, you know, you get a 2005 Chevy Impala. You drive it around. People, will think, pe- people won't think anything about you. If they think anything, they'll think you're Ryan Gosling from Drive because that's what he drives. But if they uh, – I mean, normally what they're going to see is they're going to see just every single car on the road – but you're one of them. Hmm. So if you want to be unassuming, that is the car. I will not buy that, but thank you for that endorsement. Yeah. Definitely would say if you want to get a car, 2005 Chevy Impala, the best one on the market right now probably has a rough market value of, say... Two grand? Maybe. Maybe on a I, good day. I, I like to assume that my car has a value of three grand and it's got some pretty pretty nasty wear and tear on it. So mm-hmm. maybe three or four grand, but oh, okay. you know, two nice. grand's probably actually closer to the truth. Okay. So would you recommend the Chevy Impala? I love the Chevy Impala. The nice. Chevy Impala, my favorite car. Definitely recommend it. So there's another episode of Classic Movies Live where we talk about only cars. Thank you for listening. Pierre, you want to uh, you want to tell you want to say what movie we're talking about today? Uh, Ford v Ferrari. Yeah, a uh, car n- movie. Notably, neither neither of those people is Chevy. Yes, but Chevy was Chevy one is of the mentioned main villains in this movie. I wouldn't off say screen. off screen entirely. There's no character from Chevrolet, unfortunately. And uh, I will say that uh, I will make this promise today. So people that listened to our previous podcast or my previous podcast, may know that I made a promise that I could not keep in that podcast to, to uh, review each of the movies in the Magnificent... Each of the remakes of the Magnificent Seven. Mm. Uh, 
That's a shame. I will make a promise in this podcast that I can keep. We are going to review all of the great car movies post-2000. Uh, each of the three, the, the, the holy trifecta of car movies. Let's hear them. Ford v. Ferrari. Mm-hmm. We're talking about that today. Rush by Ron Howard. The best movie Ron Howard's ever made. And Need for Speed. The mm, best movie Aaron Paul's ever been in. And in general. In general. The best so. movie. Oh, and Cars 2. Don't forget Cars 2. Well, I mean, it's a trifecta. There can only be three. Then the Cars trilogy <laughs> instead. We uh, we will also, if we get a chance, talk about Cars 2 and uh, The Italian Job, but I don't want to promise those just in case those don't happen this season. Mm, very exciting stuff. Yes. But yes, you never know. So Ford v. Ferrari. We watched this movie. We did. Some of us less last minute than others. I uh, I woke up yesterday, uh, realized I had not yet seen Ford v Ferrari, got out of bed, brushed my teeth, went right to the theater, watched Ford v, Ford v Ferrari. To be fair, it's a very easy movie to forget about in the marketing, in my opinion. I, very, yeah. I thought the title was kind of weird. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, this movie was not advertised very much. Oh, uh, very well. Yeah, it had a poster. It did have trailers. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of the trailers. And I saw the poster like five times. And it's been out since last summer. So, well, this summer. What has? The poster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't see very much on this. This movie was not advertised very well. No, but um, I think it made a surprising amount of money on the weekend. Yeah, it beat out. Gosh, what was the other movie? It was number one. It was number one, and it beat out some other movie that people expected to do well. Terminator. That might have been it. Terminator kind of expected at this point. Um, But yeah, it made a lot of money. Uh, I would say Christian Bale and Matt Damon were um, both very big draws. It's also, I think, very good counter-programming because it's a basically, it feels like a movie for, for dads. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Because this is, you well, know, I, set in an era where, mm-hmm. you know, the dads now would be, like, young or, like, yeah, would, have, for would sure. have known better. Um, and the cars of that era and and also the intensity of the racing, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't think, I feel like racing back then was more important or bigger than it is now. I, Off a guess. I'm not entirely sure how true that is. Yeah, I, I also can't speak from stats. But I would assume that you're probably right there. Yeah. So, yeah, it felt like a great... That's why... I, that's the only reason I went, because my dad was here, and mm-hmm. I wanted to find a movie that he might enjoy, because he right. sleeps during movies, So <laughs> and he likes racing, so we watched Ford v. Ferrari, and um, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I thought... I mean, considering the cast and the director, like, I don't know why I was surprised. I didn't really think about that. We got Christian Bale and Matt Damon, both starring... James Mangold, the director of Logan. Yeah. Um, this is his first movie fresh off the the superhero franchising. Did he do... He, he obviously did stuff before the Wolverine, but do you know what it he, was? I don't know. Okay. I don't. But he, he obviously has learned a lot. Uh-huh. He has some good chops. Because, yeah, this movie, like, wasn't amazing. I Actually, no, it was pretty close to amazing, honestly. It was, it was very good. Was I really would... Good. So I... Um, before we get into what this movie specifically was about, I would say that watching the, that going into this movie, I thought that Rush 
is probably the best racing movie I've ever seen. Yes. And I have you, how many racing movies have you seen? To be fair, like I've I only seen like cars. I haven't seen a lot, but I have seen probably the normal amount. I've seen all the cars movies. Yeah. I've seen uh Smokey and the Bandit. I've I've seen I've probably seen one other one. I don't I I have not seen very many, yeah. to be fair. But of the ones I've seen, Rush is definitely the my favorite. Yeah. And Coming out of this movie, I feel that opinion is reinforced, but at the same time, this movie is a very close second. I did like this movie a lot. I think Rush was might have been directed... Ah, I don't know how to say it. I, I, I think this movie was definitely more memorable, whereas Rush, Rush felt like... I agree. I would say that... Um, a well, little it's, limited it's, by its, its hard resources. To, it's hard to say that... In, in in my opinion, it's hard for me to say that considering I saw this movie literally yesterday. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Recency bias. So I remember this movie quite well, mm-hmm. whereas Rush I saw four years ago, well, and I same. remember I remember bits and pieces of it, but like it's 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 been a while. So I, I don't want to say really solid. Rush was very good, and I do remember a lot of it. Yeah. But uh, I so I don't know, I don't know that I can say this was more memorable with any. That's true, yeah. Authority, but like it definitely did have very memorable scenes, mm-hmm. and I will, I do believe this me- movie is memorable. I don't know, I don't know if I can compare them quite the same way. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, well, they are. I, I definitely they are quite think different. This was more. Honestly, more of a character study. A little bit. Rather than Rush being much more focused around the racing. Yeah. In my, in, from what I can tell. For sure. Um, um, so, and I, I think it was really cool how, I think, accessible it made. I Like, I didn't really care for a race, like, mm-hmm. car racing before, but this movie really puts you in the the shoes of, 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 of a racer and understanding, like, the intricacies of a car engine and, yeah. like, how much work is put into it, all the engineering and stuff. I thought it was really cool. Now, before we get into too many of the details, do you wanna do you wanna say what this movie is about, sure. real quick? So uh, it's it's very hard to spoil this movie because this is a historical movie. Yeah. So. So obviously, a lot. It's just basically after Ford goes bankrupt, they are looking for a new way to. I don't believe Ford went bankrupt. No. No, Ferrari definitely goes bankrupt. Ford did not. Okay, well, Ford was going through a lot of trouble. Yes. They needed a new way to advertise their cars. Mm -hmm. So one of their, John Bernthal, who works for Ford in this movie, um, he he pitches the idea of making Ford a car for winners and therefore Mm -hmm. making them... Or putting them inside in, into racing, mm-hmm. and I think they were they might have already been in racing. I don't believe they were. No, not at all. Okay, so uh, so put them into racing, but also be the best, make the best yeah. racing car. And specifically, the best racing car at the time was Ferrari. So their idea, so his idea was one of two things: either buy Ferrari, or completely destroy Ferrari. Yeah. At the races that Ferrari is known for. Mm-hmm. In this specific instance, the 24 hours at Le Mans. Yeah. And so the title comes, 
Yeah, so Ferrari is the best, so that's where the title comes from. Mm-hmm. Ferrari, and yeah, okay, so then essentially it's Matt Damon and Christian Bale's uh, fight to to put Ford their their car on top, mm-hmm. and it, it's really weird. It's called Four V Ferrari, but in most senses, it's Matt Damon and Christian Bale against Ford. Yeah, because Ferrari is very Ferrari is there. They're the boss to beat. But um, the antagonist, the main antagonist of the movie is actually the Ford Racing Division, specifically the Ford Racing Division's president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they got, I guess it gets a lot into the company politics mm-hmm. and stuff, which is really interesting. I think it it's, it felt kind of refreshing. I was worried it'd just end up being like Ford is an amazing company and right. they're going to take down Ferrari, which is the top dog. Even though Ford is obviously like yeah. a corporate monster at this point, um, but it doesn't. It 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 definitely it takes the um, it it takes the more realist route of Ford. Ford is actually the bigger guy in this picture, and they're against the little guy, which is Ferrari. But then also in this case, it's the people working for Ford, yeah, and trying to win because racing. I guess they kind of. They kind of use racing as like racing is their passion, and uh, sometimes there's no room for passion in industry. Well, that's kind of the main conflict is that the uh, the main antagonist, the uh, racing director at Ford or whatever he is, uh, he's his entire motivation or his entire philosophy is that a Ford man uh, belongs in a Ford car, mm-hmm. which is which essentially means that uh for so ford is about reliability they want to push the nuclear family like um perfect person as their spokesperson for ford yeah so in this movie uh carol shelby carol shelby and uh ken miles mm. who are matt damon and christian bale respectively are very much not that reliable uh, all-American person that they want to promote. So they keep saying, so they keep like butting heads against these people who will win them the race, but won't promote their image the way they want. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's, it's really strange because Henry Ford, the second, the, the CEO of Ford at the time, wants to at all costs win this race but his racing director does wants to i guess at all costs uh stop their image from being impacted at all yeah well also it's a little personal for him too he doesn't like ken miles he personally does not like ken miles because when they first meet ken miles basically uh shits on the entire he, he was releasing a new car yeah ford was and then ken miles comes in and speaks to the racing director oh yeah in person and basically tears apart his image of the car right in a matter of seconds yeah he says the mustang is a secretary car yeah and then he you know proceeds to expand on that point but yes and so that kind of sets up the conflict between them where 
he has a reason for not liking him, as in Ken Miles isn't very reliable, and he's yeah. not the type of person Ford wants to be represented by. But then also it's personal for mm-hmm. him, so he takes it the extra length of making sure that Ken Miles specifically is not in that car. And it's winning. It's sort of, I would say Ken Miles or not Ken Miles. James Mangold definitely has an idea of who the antagonists are in this picture, yeah. and. Uh, I don't know anything about the character that was that we're talking about who I don't remember the actor's name and I don't remember the guy's name. I think it was Leo BB. Yeah. Um I don't know anything about Leo BB, but James Mangold definitely seems to think that he is the bad guy in this movie mm. because he uh he portrays him as such. So I would say so um it's it's really confusing through a lot of the movie. Um how antagonistic he is because Ken Miles and Carol Shelby and John Bernthal's character uh, are constantly working towards this goal of winning the 24 hours at Le Mans and um, they're just doing everything they can to get every single second closer to winning that and there's Leo Beebe in the background just saying, well... How can we get rid of Ken Miles here? Mm-hmm. And how can we and maybe let's slow down. And at the very end, even, uh, he recommends to Ken Miles to slow down so that he doesn't win the 24 hours at Lamont at Lamont, specifically so that he can like make Ford look cool. Make Ford look cool. Which it's it's really confusing almost how antagonistic Leo Beebe is in this because he's uh I mean it it really doesn't make any sense. He's specifically acting against the interests of Henry Ford by wanting to stop wanting to be a worse racing team in this in the context of this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he doesn't actually want that. No. But uh well, really for him, str- it's not yeah. about the racing because yeah. he never supported the racing but idea. But that, but that's it's what's weird about... is that why is he the one that's promoted to the top of the racing division? So that's a good, there's, I think there's a lot of confusing choices in this film. That's a good point. Which aren't necessarily the filmmaker's fault. Yeah, because it's a biopic. It is. I, I'd say, from what I can tell, he was Henry Ford's right man. Right yeah. hand man. The racing division was Henry Ford's top priority at that mm-hmm. point. Therefore, he appointed him as the head racing guy. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess it kind of makes sense. But then, but then also, yeah, they, they really needed a conflict in this movie. For sure. And that was, I think, the only way to do it without bringing in Ferrari as a more... But that would I think that would have been a lot more of a cliche. Well, the thing is, like, Ferrari doesn't fit in this movie as an active antagonist. No. They're more of a presence. Yeah, and they did very well in that respect. Yeah. And I like that. I like their role. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to talk about, I think Matt Damon and Christian Bale both put off amazing performances. Oh, for sure. Um, I think they were both really well cast. I love how Christian Bale did lose some weight for this movie. Mm-hmm. He, looked, he looked a little skinnier, a little, he like he looked, he looked poor, essentially. Yeah. And definitely not like someone that would you would usually kind of see as like a star 
when it comes to racing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was really great. But he, he played that passion for, for racing. They both did that passion so for well. For sure. And their chemistry, like, I don't think I've ever seen them in a movie together, but I, I believe so. I think they had really good chemistry and, and they were able to show, because at the start of the movie, they weren't really friends, but they, no, do, they knew each other. They knew each other, but they weren't friends. But then it kind of grows into friendship over time. Mm -hmm. But even though the whole time they just felt like they were always friends, yeah, which is weird. And I, I like, I kind of like that because they just, they got along so well. Mm -hmm. And then I remember at the end when Matt Damon says he is my friend or like he calls him his friend, you, you realize like, oh wait, these guys never really like hung out and like until like the span of this movie. You yeah. Know? Um, because, because, because of how natural their relationship feels. Right. Um, because they both just love racing, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, they worked really well together. Um, and they really bounced, you know, cause what well, Ken Miles is obviously the, the passionate hothead and then he needs right. Matt, Matt Damon to cool, Shelby to cool him down. Yeah. And that Carol's... dynamic was really cool to watch. It was, uh, there's, there's the one scene in this that. I guess it's cliched because I've seen it in other in other movies as well, where uh, Ken Miles is chewing someone out. Um, it's later on in the movie. He's chewing someone out because someone is telling him he's not following the rules, but he is. Mm. And then Carol Shelby says, no, 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 let me ha handle this and says word for word what Ken Miles just said. Yeah. And like it, it works in this movie. It does. Um, yeah. yeah, because Shelby, I guess he's kind of. Shelby has exactly the same feelings as Ken Miles. He just knows how to do it diplomatically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what makes them such. They both kind of because have what the other lacks. So the way that this movie starts actually is Carol Shelby doing the twenty four hours at Le Mans, I believe, and he fails at it. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't get first. I don't know how well he does, uh, but he uh, he fails at it, and he comes mm. back home. And um, is told that he shouldn't be racing because he's risking cardiac arrest by going by getting that high of adrenaline. Yeah. So he goes into uh, just designing sports cars and selling sports cars. So he has the same passion for racing as uh, Ken Miles does, but he's not able to do it. Mm -hmm. Um which I, I was actually mm -hmm. really surprised he never tries racing again. Yeah, I was too. I, I I actually saw the poster and thought, oh, Christian Bale's the coach and Matt Damon is the racer. racer. And no, it's the opposite. See, I thought they were going to race against each other in the end. That, and it would see, be that was like my other thought too. Kind maybe. of a degradation of their, their friendship and then eventually... Because I, I remember at the start, you have... Uh, Shelby, Matt Damon slash Shelby's like uh, ego for because he never really remember at the start he's giving a speech about people that are passionate about racing and that yeah. they can't do anything else. Um, and he refers to himself, and then it's not he's it sounds like he's leading up to say Ken Miles is this other person, yeah, that is like he lives for this sport, and then he says Henry Ford, and it's an obvious cop out. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was going to, this, like, that conflict was going to lead to uh, Shelby's, Shelby eventually racing against Miles because, because of his ego, you know, of, like, he likes Ken Miles and he respects him, but he doesn't think he is mature enough yeah. to be a racer, right? For sure, um, yeah, I definitely, uh, 
I got that same impression. Mm -hmm. But I, I liked, I think that would have been a little too obvious. Well. And also it is a biopic. Yeah, also <laughs> so it is historically to... accurate. Yeah, so um, they didn't go that way. But I, I, th I think I was happy. I was happy to see them grow together as people. For sure. Rather than just like end up fighting each other for the whole movie. Yeah, and it was nice how they fought each other for almost none of the movie. Like, one of them was hot-headed, one of them was not, but they didn't really butt heads very much at all because there were these outside forces that they could butt heads with. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to see uh, Carol Shelby actually goes against Henry Ford several times in this movie. That four was miles. Four miles, mm. which was... Uh, very nice to see one, you know, because it's, you know, the two of them um, sort of it's that synergy between the two of them. Yeah. But also because uh, Henry Ford is Henry Ford definitely is a person who is primarily uh, used to a bunch of kiss asses, honestly, because yeah. his, uh, for example, Leo Beebe, uh, who I keep coming back to, he is Henry Ford's right-hand man because he can say he he never says a single bad thing about him. Yeah. Where everyone else does and it seems like Henry Ford kind of appreciates that a little more. Yeah, you can tell he's tired of it, but then also he doesn't want to deal he's very easily influenced, I guess. For sure. By yeah. the other people. So that that was definitely a constant source of basically trying to win Henry Ford's favor. Mhm. Mm the entire movie, which was also very cool to watch, that back and forth. Yeah. And that unpredictability of, like, you never know which way Ford's going to turn. Yeah. So. so oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, lastly, I think, like, honestly, like, their relationship was really what made the movie. It, in my it opinion. was really the heart of the movie. It was, yeah. For sure. And just how you can tell, like, despite all their conflicts, they always really trusted each other mm -hmm. because they both shared, they both knew that the other only cared about like one thing and that was yeah. making the best, being the best racer or making the best racing team. Yeah. Essentially. Well, I mean, Ken Miles, right down to the very last second when he finally wins the race, more or less, that's mm -hmm. not really a spoiler because it's not true. Yeah. Uh, I guess that part's a spoiler. Just keep going. But anyway, uh, when he finally wins, he's still he comes out of the car and he's still complaining about the car. He's like, "Yeah, I think we could fix this. We could probably do this." Mm -hmm. It's because he it's because all he cares about is making the best possible sports car. Mm -hmm. Where, whereas everyone else yeah. is just kind of focused on winning. Yeah, and well, that's the thing though is that they're all focused. At least the people that are good guys in this movie are focused on winning at all costs. Mm -hmm. That includes Ken Miles, Carol Shelby, uh, John Bernthal's character, and notably, not Leo Beebe. Yeah. But yeah, so in the end, I, I, I think, I, I just thought it was really cute how, mm -hmm. how much they cared. Yeah. And then it, I think it's a good lesson, too. You know, just showing, like, um, how how passion means like can really drive people and can mean more than like anything to them, you know? Right. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Right until the end, uh, Ken miles was just interested in making the best possible car right until the very end of the movie. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. Uh, I will say the directing 
I mean, it's a biopic. It's really hard to to judge yeah. the directing on I, that because honestly, there's not much you can I do would artistically say with it. There were some interesting choices in this movie. I would not put this. I mean, I've only seen three James Mangold movies that I know for sure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not my favorite of them. Mm-hmm. My favorite is Logan. Obviously, I, I think I've this, talked I about think that. This one was better. Um, but the thing is, like. There's some interesting directing choices, but like you said, there's not too much you can do with it. No. So I thought that, um, you know, the acting was great. The setting is fine. Uh, I mean, there's not much you can do with that. Yeah. I thought I thought the racing shots. like The, the racing shots were good. They made racing really exciting. Like, you, I yeah. remember what, there were, how he gets Christian Bale, like, basically bad-mouthing, like, the other drivers yeah. while he's, like, passing them and stuff was, like, mm-hmm. really cool. Well, and they, I, I feel like those scenes are really hard to shoot, too. I don't know yeah, how they do it. They made racing feel both, like, competitive through that and also dangerous as mm-hmm. well because they shot a lot of pic- of images of uh, people crashing. Yeah, it was like it felt like a war zone almost yeah. sometimes. Um, so that stuff was cool. I thought I thought they did a very good balance of racing and the character stuff Mm -hmm. it was a little slow to start with but like all the all that stuff was really interesting like there's never a moment in this movie where i was like this is boring yeah exactly which is awesome i love that so much and Um, it's a really long movie too it is two and a half hours and yeah i think so so but yeah even by the end i was like i could watch like another 30 minutes an hour of this i would say that like so i actually wasn't sold on this movie for maybe the first hour Mm. because uh it just felt like standard biopic stuff. It was fine, but, like, is what it is. Yeah. But then halfway through, they make a really cool choice that made me immediately pay attention, which is, um, and I guess if you, ha- if, if you uh, have been listening to this so far and uh, want to avoid spoilers, I guess this is the spot to tap sure. out. Yeah. But uh, halfway through... Uh, the first time Ford goes to the 24 Hours at Le Mans, they don't include Ken Miles. As a last-minute exemption, they say Ken Miles can't go. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is Ken Miles is working on all the cars in the sports car shop while he's listening to the 24 Hours at Le Mans. Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool choice, like not showing the not showing that the race was. while like showing the one guy who got excluded from the race just like taking it easy. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool choice and that like made me immediately tune in and pay attention to this movie. Up until then I thought it was fine, mm. but I wasn't really sold on it. And then after that, uh, I thought that was like a turning point in the movie. Yeah. One, for my enjoyment of it, but two, also I thought that after that point it got a little more exciting because at that point the goal is, one, win the Le Mans, but also get Ken Miles into the race, which was potentially even more of a conflict than winning the yeah. Le Mans. Uh, yeah, I think it would have been really easy to just cut to the race yeah exactly um, and that could have been equally ex- that that could have been more exciting but i don't think it would have been as interesting no it really put you in his shoes of yeah. listening to it on the radio and how passionate like he was still like commenting on it and yeah stuff. every couple of minutes like they would say something on the radio and he'd say ah, that's the gasket yeah. or 
that's this part yeah. of the car. Yeah, and it just felt like a really intimate moment with him. Yeah. It was just him. He was working on cars and listening to racing. Like, so yeah, he was like, and you get how like passionate he, in... he is about cars because just through listening to the announcer, he can tell what's wrong with the car. Yeah. Because he knows the car well enough that he can just yeah. tell by listening. Yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. I liked... I also loved how... Like, that scene, from that scene, the... How supportive his family was. Yeah. Uh, specifically his wife in this case. I feel like a lot of movies where someone follows their passion, their family can... Uh, their family is used as another source of conflict. To yeah. To kind of drag them down, obviously. I, I think even... I think in a biopic, like, they might have actually try to do that. Yeah. Um, and even when the family's supportive, sometimes they can just sort of be relegated to the sidelines regardless. Yeah. Where... I guess that was kind of the case here, but not really. No, I th- I think they were really, like, involved. Like They were quite a, a active, big, yeah. A big part of the reason he started racing was, or he well, he, he stopped racing actually to support his family. Mm-hmm. And then he started racing again, almost, I think, to kind of do the same thing in some ways. Yeah. Um, and then, but, yeah, and he would, you know, he would still, his, his family still had a really big part in his character development throughout the movie mm-hmm. and they're all like very passionate i don't think they were they were passionate about racing but they just wanted to support him right yeah and i thought that was like really lovely to see um to see that because you know i guess with ken miles's character it felt like everywhere he went there was some kind of conflict yeah but he had that soft spot with his family where they yeah actually him. come to think of it his family was a pretty big presence in this movie especially his son peter mm-hmm. but uh definitely also his wife whose name i don't remember but she was played by catriona balf yeah who i don't know uh, who that is uh she was in the outlander series i watched yeah. a couple episodes of it i haven't seen the whole yeah. thing but uh, very good actress. She was. She had some pretty intense scenes. Yeah. Uh, the f- I, I vividly remember the fight between the two of them because Catriona Balf plays a character who uh, is also interested in cars. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can tell that that's a major point of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point she starts speeding along country roads, passing by a bunch of people, and he's... And Ken Miles is not having it. He's freaking out. Yeah, he's freaking out the from, entire time. From fear. Well, Catriona Balf has it entirely under control. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they're fighting this entire time, yelling at each other about... He had said he was done racing, but then had hidden from her the fact that he'd gone and looked at a racing machine from Carol Shelby the night before. Yeah. And like it's an extremely minor thing. Even the end of the, uh, even the end of the fight comes down to, it was something extremely minor that can absolutely be explained away. Yeah. But like, there's this five minute fight that they have, of um, just dealing with this. Yeah. And I like that. That was a really yeah. cool scene to see uh to see her, them freaking out like that. And it ended like really maturely too. Like For it sure. didn't lead to like any big like tension throughout the movie just like they figured it out yeah they're adults yep um do you want to uh finish up by talking about the ending of this sure let's talk about the ending so after after technically losing the lemon um yeah he gets second place by a technicality, by a technicality which is 
and really uh, sad. It's, it's sad and very silly, but it is what it is. Yeah, but then you feel better once uh, Miles and uh, Shelby kind of walk off in the distance talking about what they're going to do next with like a lot of excitement. Yeah. Uh, Ken Miles ends up uh, dying. Yeah, he in uh, test drive. They're testing a better version of the car Ford that they GT. of the Ford GT, and uh, he dies. He explodes. And yeah, I thought I was really surprised. They sh- like, I guess, like obviously he he di- that's how he died. Yeah, but I was really surprised they showed that. I feel like usually in these types of movies they just kind of cut to black and then. For sure. Talk about uh, it after. Yeah, I mean, I appreciated that they showed that. Uh, yeah. I was... It definitely relied on the callbacks, too. They, mm-hmm. they set it up throughout the movie, so it made sense. Yeah, I was surprised because... Um, I would say the most surprising thing about that was that I just wasn't expecting it. I didn't know from... Uh, I didn't know this story going in, so yeah. it was interesting to see. I was hoping to, like, go home and watch interviews with Ken Miles from, I don't know, 20... 20- two years ago yeah so uh, yeah it was interesting um but they definitely did set it up because throughout the entire time uh so he has an he has an accident earlier on in the movie which results in the car exploding but he gets out of it and very and the very first scene of the movie is uh carol shelby climbing out of his car and immediately getting set on fire yeah and so um, throughout the movie, they emphasize the statement. Uh, if Sometimes they, they don't get out. Well, they say, they emphasize the statement. If they get out of the car, it's fine. Yeah. Where at the very end, there's the statement. You know, sometimes they don't get out of the car. Yeah. So they do set it up very, very, very well. Yeah. And uh, that was really sad. <laughs> I thought. I, I guess like. Again, it already happened. Like it really happened, but it's a, it kind of made sense tying the movie together of like the passion he loved cars so much that it essentially killed him yeah you know and he was willing to risk that um for for what he loved you know yeah what's that thing that david bowie says in the prestige uh about obsession obsession and what the cost what the type of cost it i would love it if every single episode we can tie it back to the prestige had a sound bite from david bowie That'd be kind of cool. It would be. Um, I'll see if I can find one. But yeah, and then, that and then I think it also kind of really cemented his relationship with uh, Shelby. Yeah. And that Shelby felt pretty lost without him because he lost his passion for racing, essentially. Yeah, because six month they cut to six months later, and at this point they haven't explicitly said that Ken Miles died. So I was hoping six months later, oh, he He'd comes be, back yeah. and maybe he's like. He's just taken off the bandages. He's, like, got some burns on his face, but it is what it is. But, no, six months later, uh, they cut to, you know, Carol Shelby in his office. Very angry. Yeah. Still six months later, specifically over Ken Miles dying. Yeah. So it was uh, was a pretty touching scene. It was. And, yeah, I think it made you realize just how much, like, they were – like obvious, like they were kind of made for each other. Like yeah. they needed each other to ra- to they they needed each other's passion to race. And there was no one, there was no one in the world that they knew that cared that as much about racing as the other. Yeah, you for know? sure. So he definitely left a gap when he passed away. And um, yeah, I, I think I think that scene was what made this movie 
slightly more memorable, like, like yeah, more, more impactful, I guess. In mm-hmm. the end. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, um, I don't know that I have very much more to say either. It was uh, it was very good. I liked a lot of the choices in this movie. I don't think it's. I certainly don't think it's the most artistic thing that James Mangold's directed because I think Logan was full of very cool artistic choices that this was not. Mm. Uh, in the same vein, I personally enjoyed Logan better, so I don't think it's the best thing he's done. Mm-hmm. But it was very good. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess the last couple of movies we've talked about, we've talked about like, do you think this has? do you think these movies have Oscar chances? And what do you think with this one? Uh, definitely, I think. Yeah, I would probably the best, best uh, supporting and best main actors for sure. I see it uh, personally. I would like best supporting and best uh, main, Mm -hmm. but um, I mean, I honestly, because this is exactly the kind of thing Oscar voters go for, I see it getting nominated in a heck of a lot of things. Yeah, I could see like sound design. Honestly, I could see best movie, even though I don't agree with it. Yeah, possibly. I guess be best picture. Cool. I think if it wins anything, though, it's probably going to end up being either sound mixing or... Supporting actor? Supporting actor. Because Christian Bale, I think, is technically the supporting actor in this. Well, that depends. It's like, do you consider Christian Bale the main or the supporting? Uh, I think on the cast, because Matt Damon is first on the yeah. cast listing. And also Christian Bale... He comes in, but, you know, Matt Damon's character is the only presence throughout the movie. Yeah, I see, if anything, I see this winning supporting. Yeah. And maybe sound design, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. Other than that. But, yeah, it was just a really solid movie. I yeah. I thought it was great. I would definitely recommend. For sure. Um, yeah, even if you're not a fan of car racing, I think. Yeah, I think this movie does a good job of, like, I mean... Obviously, probably from the intro, you guys know I have no idea about cars. Yeah. Uh, but I would definitely, like, this movie is good whether you know about cars or not. It's it, it communicates the passion without, like, alienating anyone who doesn't know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. So, and uh, actually, I feel that that's very similar for other movies we will talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. Most particularly next week. When we talk about Need for Speed. Very exciting. All right. You never know where it's going to come. See you next week.